I'm your host, Bree. Thanks for listening. The Tea with Bree podcast is focused on deep, honest, and vulnerable conversation. Each week, I sit down with a different guest in order to have those conversations. Every week, we'll start with my guest's bio, an intro into how we know each other, and then we'll go into a deep dive conversation about whatever topic they brought to me that week. For this week's episode of The Kettle is Hot, I am joined by my guest, Ashley Balderrama. The Kettle is Hot are episodes where I talk to my guests about topics surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement, racial justice, racial inequality, and a bunch of other social justice issues. Ashley Balderrama is a Latina freelance photojournalist and portraiture photographer who was born and raised in Los Angeles. When white supremacist demonstrations began actively taking place in her hometown of Tahunga, she began documenting their explosive gatherings. From there, she began actively documenting protests in the greater Los Angeles and Orange County areas, and she continues to do so using her camera to bring attention to ongoing social justice organizing in Southern California. In addition to her photojournalism work, Ashley owns a small business that specializes in portrait and event photography. Good morning and hello. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> I am so, so excited to talk to you today. Um, we are recording on October 2nd, which I hope all of you people who are listening know that there's like a nationwide demonstration um, for the Women's March today Mm -hmm. um last year it was in January and so I'm having like some FOMO because I'm not at the one in Austin today but it's fine um I know I'm like I was like can I go to DC can I just like (laughs) go for the day (laughs) the Austin one's probably going to be massive today oh my gosh it's going to be huge and you know like I said I had the honor of speaking last year it was in January um before the pandemic hit and so this morning I'm like looking at all the Instagram stuff I'm like don't have FOMO don't have FOMO like (laughs) Everyone else like ACL. I'm like, there is a rally, people. Like, that's my priorities is like protesting. Um, <laughs> and so I know you're going to go photograph the one in California. So I'm so happy that you made the time. Um, I'm super jazzed also because I, when I started this show, I'm like, I just want anyone who wants to come on to come on. And actually, someone messaged me. is like, you have to look at Ashley Balderrama and have her on. So I'll have to go back and see who it was. But they were yeah. like super jazzed to tell me about you. So yeah, just, uh, just thank you so much. And yeah, let's just hop right in. Sure. So I want to know like how you got started between, you know, photography. Yes. But then also like, this is a very specific type of photography, especially this last year. And, you know, I know you have here that you started capturing social justice movement and the George Floyd um, kind of protest out in LA too. So yeah, tell us how you got started. Sure. Um, I mean, with photography in general, that was something I was like already doing. Um, I had gone fully freelance. So my background is actually in theater. Um, 
<laughs> yes. Um, so my background is in theater. I was working in theater for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I'm really enjoying this photography thing. I was just doing it for fun. And then I was like, oh, I can make money off of this. So um, I quit my job at the end of 2018. So officially like freelance start of 2019. Um, 2019 was a great year. <laughs> I like for at least like my first like starter year, it was really nice. Um, and then, and then, you know, a pandemic hit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, uh, which like definitely like uh threw a wrench and some plans had to cancel a whole bunch of stuff and um but I still tried to do stuff like on my own and I started a series called portraits so like portraits on people's porches just so and it was like totally donation based you could pay whatever um and uh and then I would donate 50 percent to a, a charity that I used to work with called Project Angel Food um and then when everything with George Floyd started I was like, cool. How can I like? How do I get involved with this? Like, what do I do? Like, I'm like, like you know, like when you just feel that urge to like, I I need to be a part of this at some mm -hmm. capacity. So um, then I like slowly started like making some of those donations go to Black Lives Matter Los Angeles, and then um, and then that's when some of the like riots started to happen in LA, and I was like, dang, I really wish I could. Like I was trying to be super safe. My mom had already had COVID in the beginning of the year. So I was being super safe and conscious. And so I wasn't going out. And then um, one day I was like driving just down my street. And then all of a sudden I look over and there's just a bunch of like people standing on the side and like signs saying like China's to blame for this. And like, <sighs> Trump 2020 and I was like what the heck mm -hmm. and I like I even like drove back around and I like was like did I just see what I think I saw and the second time I drove around um I just must have given off like a face and some guy just like flipped me off this guy we would later have some interactions with and he was a very prominent person um and so I was like oh okay that's weird and so then I slowly started to um organize against you know to have counter protests against those people who were basically having like trump and blue lives rallies mm -hmm. every friday um in my town and so that was kind of like okay i'm kind of being thrown into this but i'm i'm okay with it because i'm i feel like i'm doing something helpful um they had like a blue lives rally on juneteenth and i was like okay i'm not gonna let that happen right. and go unseen so um I, we basically like a couple of us were just like, let's make sure that there's people, you know, against this. And we ended up pulling so many numbers. It was like so beautiful. And I was like, okay, like, this is really awesome to feel a part of. And so I was like, okay, this is definitely like something I want to um, continue with. And, um, and then it was just kind of gung ho from there. And I just was going every Friday for this thing. It got really crazy, really violent police involved, um, proud boys, white supremacists, KKK members, like really, really, really crazy. And then that blew up into where, what I have my book now is August 21st, uh, 2021. Um, basically like, it was just a really big event that, you know, was, there was police in the middle, but then police weren't, you know, they're not facing mm -hmm. them. They're facing us. Um, they're shooting at us. And it was a, it was just such a crazy day. And um, I just had so many impactful images from that day. So I ended up making a whole like zine out of it. Um, and then I, yeah, I just kept going. I started making friendships and relationships with people on the ground who like were so extremely educated and dedicated to this that I like was like, oh, wow, you're so cool. I want to be as cool as you. And um, 
so yeah and then I just started continuing to go out and I started branching outside of Tahunga and um, into the rest of LA and covering like BLM Los Angeles stuff and other smaller actions and things that maybe weren't related to like Black Lives Matter like climate change and everything like that and so for the last year a little bit more so it's just been like going to whatever I can go to and like capture whatever I can and then um, I got really close with a couple of families who basically have like super similar stories to George Floyd or you know there's so many stories that people Mm -hmm. will never hear about Um, and so I just got really close with some of them and it made me want to even go out even more and just be like I like there's nothing gonna happen with these images but if you're happy with them and if if you feel like I captured your protest about your brother your dad or whatever um, accurately and you know that's that's who I do it for like I don't I don't report for media or anything like that. Like I just do it for the families um, and then do it for people who are no longer on the streets to, to know that things are still happening mm-hmm. and that things are still very much active and that the, um, the movement has, you know, just cause it's not trending doesn't mean it, it's not a thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's been super important to me. Ugh, I love that. And I, I think it's, like you're saying, there's a whole community of like BIPOC female photographers in LA. And I think a lot of the time when a lot of activism, I know in my experience is like a lot of like cis hetero male centered and that is super frustrating. And so to know that there are women who are out here doing this sort of work of like, we might not be talking, but we're documenting everything and we're showing up. And, you know, also this last you know, this last year, six months, maybe of the interest around BLM sort of like erasing almost like people aren't as active, if you will. And other things are kind of happening. Like you're saying, climate change, reproductive justice, you know, there's a lot of stuff with immigration right now and refugees. And it's just like, I'm constantly like, we can chew gum and walk at the same time. Like I think a lot of people think you can only focus on one thing one issue at a time so for you to be out there like I'm going to photograph this today and then this tomorrow and like put it all like you're saying in this zine so people can like flip through and say there's all this stuff happening at the same time um even if you're not at everything and I was telling people you don't have to go to everything just be paid be paying attention to something there's Right. Something constantly going on. I mean, Texas is it going into another special special session because our politicians hate us, I feel like. Um, so it, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just always interesting. And for me, it's you know, I live in Austin, but I paid a lot of attention to the stuff going on in LA because I mean a lot of you know, celebrity folks and, and big prominent activists live in LA. So like watching their stories of like how the police were treating peaceful protests and yeah. treating, you know, the other protests, like nothing, like they, they gave them free reign. I think that's also like a super interesting conversation as well of just mm-hmm. we're doing what we're supposed to, we're allowed to protest in a safe way where it's not harming anyone. And yet every time we try to do that, you all get pissed at us. So, right. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And I think as a female BIPOC photographer, like, I feel like I have a different perspective on all of that Mm -hmm. than majority of the other photographers who are here that are basically cis white men. Um, And I have like witnessed some crazy things. Like um, there was 
I think it was when the trial for George Floyd ended, BLM Los Angeles had a thing like in the middle of the street in front of LAPD. And uh, I look over and there's a, a mother speaking. I can't remember um, who her who her child was, but she was speaking on the stage. And there was another um, black woman off to the side who just must have, you know, been really feeling everything. And so she was very like emotional. She was crying. And there were a lot of photographers there. This is a BLM Los Angeles event. And I just look over and there's just a, like a, a white man with his camera. I'm not even joking, like this close to her face, trying to capture her crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're ba- like, there's been so many people who are just trying to profit off of black and brown pain mm-hmm. instead of actually trying to like expose it and make sure that people know that there is black and brown pain, but like, there's a way that you have to do so without like dehumanizing people. Like that person was not just a, a shot for you, for your, your, your news article, you mm-hmm. know, that was like an actual human who was like feeling actual things. Um, so I think, I think this is a case for most women in that I've, you know, come across with is like, we know when to take a step back, when to like, okay, cool. Got my shot. I'm done. Get me out of here. Like, I don't, I don't need to be all up in these people's faces like that. And, um, so it definitely creates a, a different aspect to the work that I do compared to what other people are doing. So, yeah, I mean, I've worked, I worked in nonprofits for eight or nine years. And Mm -hmm. so it was always the conversation of not using the, the people we work for is like trauma and pain and experience for fundraising. Like it was that, that's like you're saying that thin line between exposing what the issue is and then using it to profit. And so then it's a very interesting point of you essentially are being like invited into this space of grief and healing and trauma and all of these big feelings. And you're allowed to be there and participate with us. But like you're saying, when it gets to the point of like, you manipulating that and using that for profit and just taking the humanity out of it is just yeah I it's been interesting watching like photography like photographs and videos from protests and you know watch looking at the photographers who can tow that line really beautifully from like I always like I'm thinking back to LA when there was like a lot of like um the police really releasing like gas and like tear gas Mm-hmm. And like seeing those photos and seeing the photographers who were there, but also like actually there to protest to like being ca- caught in the crossfire and be like, I'm media, but I'm also here. And you, and, you know, being able to document that with like that perspective too, of like, I can exist in kind of two spaces and, mm-hmm. and seeing the responses to like, to how the police responded to them. And, mm-hmm. and also <laughs> but particularly LA of like the photo ops for police. And then two minutes later, them treating people terribly. Yeah. And, you know, I think about here in Austin too, like we're currently having a conversation around the new um, chief of police and how our past chief of police was like not doing well because he's the worst. Um, mm-hmm. And so now it's like trying to hold people accountable. But then, you know, last year we had a bunch of police violence against protesters who were, who were young kids um, and two kids were in the hospital for a very long time afterwards um, and having and trying to have that conversation in the police, like just not owning up to what they were doing. And I, you know, I, I, I'm grateful for people who like yourself who are out there literally like capturing proof for us when we can't do it ourselves because we're trying to just make the world better while fighting against all of this like 
for lack of a better term, like insanity, like literally like wild west (laughs) mentality. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's crazy. I think also like, like you're saying you're protesting as well. Like just my, like, I mean, just our pure existence is protest. Mm -hmm. It is a form of resistance. And so like, sometimes I just, I'm like, yes, I have a press badge on, so I can't like sit there and I can't yell and I can't like, you know, and, and be angry with everybody. But like, that's what I put into my images later. And I'm like, look how like this image is because I was angry or, you know, or, um, or like, that's my friend who I want to make sure that their anger gets, um, you know, seen. And, and like, you're just saying, literally LA is dealing with almost the exact same things. Like we have um, Sheriff Villanueva, who is the leader of all our um, police gangs. And, you know, and he's about to maybe get kicked out of his position. And so now it's like, who's going to fill that spot. We also have a mayoral races that's going to happen because Biden is taking Garcetti and we're fine with it. Take him. We don't need him. Um, and so now we have like a whole other, you know, it's literally constant. Like we, we just had this like recall Newsom mm-hmm. election, which created a whole other mess of things. And now we're going to go into this mayoral thing. And then we're going to go into the sheriff thing. And it's like, it's literally like, I think some people are like, oh, cool. It's not trending anymore. There's nothing wrong. Like, Mm. oh no, there's so much happening. And like, I hope that like my little BIPOC little self can just like capture as much as I possibly can. So I can tell everybody else who like stopped showing up or never showed up and be like, Hey, you need to pay a little bit more attention because this will really deeply affect you. (laughs) That is the tea of it all. Like the people who... (laughs) Last year during when BLM like first, first kicked off again, like right after George Floyd was murdered mm-hmm. um, and people started like leaving the house again because like it was quote safer to go out because we kind of understood COVID a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I read something of like, if your friends are going to brunch, but said they're too scared to go to a protest, check your friend group. And I was like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it just, it hit me. Cause it's like, like I, like I was saying right now, I'm trying to figure out if I can go to DC for like two hours to go to a protest, right? Like that's just like my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think about like right now, ACL is happening in Austin, but the rally right now for reproductive justice is happening this morning and people could go later, but it's like people do what they want to do. And everyone's always like, you show up all the time ago because if, I feel like if I don't, who will, right? Like it's so exhausting to do this work to be having this lived experience to, you know, all these different things to actually care about things that are happening in my city and my country. And, you know, it might not directly affect me, right? Like I, there's a lot of like trans bans happening right now. I'm not trans, but it's like, I care about the trans community. I know that, you know, when we build a country that is actually for everyone, we'll all do better. Um, And I know how often people who are marginalized are left out of conversations. And so if I can show up and give support, that's important. So like you're saying for the year photography being a way to be like, hi, you know how the thing you thought that thing was fixed? <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. like people who are like, Texas is still talking about reproductive justice. I go, the whole country is still talking about reproductive justice. Like mm-hmm. if you think Texas is the only one trying to take away us like safe abortions, you are wrong. And also it's the conversation around like abortions just aren't for women. There are people all along the gender spectrum who have a uterus. There are people who are disabled, who are low income, who are people of color. Like there's so much to unpack in reproductive justice. It's not just abortions. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I could tangent all day about it. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I just, I feel so exhausted uh, mm-hmm. uh, constantly with, with this work of, of people like, well, if you don't, if, but then people ask like, if you don't go, who will go? I'm like, but you also like, shouldn't just be depending on me. Like if I can show, I'm like, I just started showing up. Right. Like I I've lived in Austin now it'll be six years in May. I go, I just started showing up and doing things and asking how I could help. And, you know, not walking in acting like I knew everything, but knowing what I was passionate about and being open to learning more. And yeah, I, I just, I feel like people, they, they have like a 30 second attention span and they think it's fixed. And they're like, that's it. I did my, I posted my black square. And I'm like, that's, yeah. that does nothing for me. So yeah, I've even, I've even seen people delete their black square from their page. And I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, that really, like, just because it doesn't fit the aesthetics of the, of the Instagram page. Listen, we can, we can go <laughs> into a whole tangent. I was livid last year mm. with folks who have very large followings who wouldn't even post like in their stories about BLM. Like, I'm not asking you to post on your feed. Sure. I get quote Instagram. I get Instagram is your job. Not quote Instagram is legitimate your career. Yeah. But the people are like, I just, you know, it's not, I don't want to like be divisive. I'm like how, how be saying black lives matter is not a political statement uh-uh. point and blank period. Like, mm-hmm. and so people are like, I just like, don't want to ruffle feathers. I go, no, you don't want your white supremacist followers to unfollow you because you live in this cushy white life of privilege. And you don't want to like, and I tell people like, you don't have to have all the answers. I'm not asking you to have the answers. I'm just asking you to say, if you believe it, right that I'm like I can't make the assumption I you know right people racism isn't as blatant as it used to be um mm-hmm. to say you know black lives matter and if you don't believe that don't believe that but yeah and it's it's been interesting this is a whole nother change that I could talk about but like <laughs> influencer spaces like I'm sort of like breaking into that realm and so the amount of arguing that I do with companies who are like I mean like we're really big on diversity but then don't want to pay me. And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. And I will negotiate till the cows come home. Right. Like, we'll pay you this much ago. This is what I charge. But we can't do that. Like, then I guess we can't do a partnership. Like, I will walk away. I'm like, I don't need your money. I don't, I don't, you need me to make you look better. And so I'm just always like, no, I'm not going to post this. No, I'm not going to like downgrade my prices so that you can get cheaper publicity. And then you get to profit off, off saying you're diverse, but you're not. And so, right. yeah, that's a conversation you need to have with someone right. bring on a <laughs> black influencer and talk about that because that is some shit, but, yeah, um, absolutely. but yeah, like right now in Austin, a, a friend of mine is intersex. And so with the reproductive justice conversation happening today, we were going down the list and you know, people say Austin's a predominantly white city. I'm like, that doesn't mean you get to be lazy. Um, but you know, I think there's like 20 speakers and I think five are black. Um, Mm -hmm. a friend of mine is a Latinx woman who had an abortion. I see that she's speaking, but it's still like predominantly white cis hetero women. Um, but like I looked on the list and I didn't see anyone who I know is trans or intersex or non-binary or has a disability. And it's just, like I said, reproductive justice isn't just for cis hetero white women who have privilege. It's yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what you'll photograph today at your protest, like the signs and things. And, you know, I always love to see, you know, people who aren't going to need reproductive justice, you know, cis hetero men at, mm-hmm. at protests, mm-hmm. um, to be like, Hey, like, I care about this. Like, <laughs> this is me standing in solidarity with you. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, yeah. I'm, actually, I'm actually super I'm pretty excited about today it's actually my first woman's march so I haven't covered any of them Ooh. before um but there has been like a little sense of like I know that this is kind of a liberal white woman type feminist type of mm-hmm. event and there are a lot of women there that you know I may have come across before that really care about white women privilege and like white women things Mm -hmm. but do you actually care about like justice for everybody who identifies as a woman and like and and what comes with that and like the resources that we should have um and so there's also like a little side of like hesitancy about covering today because then I'm like I don't really want to provide a platform for that Mm. um so like whatever images I post are going to make like I may capture a whole bunch of stuff, but like, I'm going to make sure that whatever people see from me are like things that are a little bit more leaning towards like for everybody. Mm. And like, it's not just about like what would be good for you, but also what would be good for, you know, somebody who lives in a more impoverished neighborhood than you. And like you, and like, there's just, there's such a divide that like some people like that this of that this event like initially had great intentions and is like, I, I, I admire it because we don't have enough women's rights type actions anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is the other side. It's like, you're kind of cautious about like, who do you actually, who are you fighting for Mm -hmm. with your March today? Like, I need you to make sure that like, you're not just like fighting for your own privilege and like also fighting for other people to have the same equality as you instead of just being like sure yeah give them that opportunity I already have it so it's fine so um and I think like it's also you know it it was something that I think people were overlooking when it came to our um governor like recall Newsom race because if Larry Elder had won he was their Republican um candidate who was probably the highest up um Republican candidate candidate he was he was going to make California into Texas like he was going to have the same abortion rights that that Texas has Mm -hmm. passed so and I I like I was begging people to be like do you not realize like if he wins that what you just posted about about Texas like your like infographic Instagram Mm -hmm. page like that you're going to have to end up dealing with the same thing if you do not vote in this in this in this election and so that like it and then that becomes a whole other topic of like but you wouldn't know that because you're not involved at all Mm -hmm. anymore you're not paying attention you don't watch my stories you don't like my posts you don't even follow that account um i like posts so i have like giggle snaps but then i have like my personal page and I put all of like the footage that I take, like just like general phone footage. I put that on my personal page because none of them were there. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that they can see it. And like, I granted, I'm not getting like a, a bunch of views on it, but like at least like the few that do watch it are like, oh yeah, that's cool. Or I'll see them like a couple months later and be like, oh my gosh, you're still out there doing it. Good for you. And I'm like, thanks because <laughs> like, it's still happening yeah right. and I've had like people like message me and they're like you're a warrior you're such a badass female like you're a-. and I'm like mm, I'm I'm literally just doing like the bare minimum which is to show up 
Mm-hmm. I'm not like out here trying to like say like, oh yeah, no, I'm <laughs> just doing what I think I should be doing and what I think you should all be doing, mm. but that you're not. Um, yeah, so, I, but well, you talking about the election in, in in California? I my friend Sydney um, Sydney Green, she is this badass black woman activist here in, in Austin. Well, in Austin, I'm in Connecticut right now. Anyway, um, but she was posting right after the abortion stuff of like, to all the people who are like, Texas is a red state, just like throw it away, forget all about it. I'm like, she she made the point of like, we live in Texas as Democrats. Like you cannot throw away the whole state. Like actually Texas is way more black and brown than it is mm-hmm. white. But, you know, we see redlining and gerrymandering and you know all these different ways that they draw districts to make it impossible for people to actually represent us um but that always makes me think of that between you know the the um, reproductive justice stuff and then last year with or earlier this year with the storm that we got and how mm-hmm. our politicians just didn't care about us like we don't have the infrastructure so you can't just blame us like it's we're on a shitty grid um right. but i think so often like and it's predominantly white voices who are just like, Texas is so Republican, like, just give up. It's like, we don't have that privilege to do that, right? Like, we live here in the hopes of making Texas better, which I'm currently trying to decide if I'm staying in Texas or not. Um, yeah. But, the, you know, I'm just, I want the state to be better, but I'm also like, I can leave and not have to be constantly exhausted. But it's that catch-22 of, like we're saying, do we constantly keep showing up or do we kind of, like, let other people do it and, and hope for the yeah. best? But, Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's 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 a lot <laughs> it's so much so much uh I can't yeah register be registered to vote I'm gonna mm-hmm. perfect perfect time make sure you're registered to vote there's an election in like a month yep. um I feel like there's constantly an election now um <laughs> I'm so tired <laughs> so exhausted so so exhausted there's a recount there's a retrial there's a re everything mm-hmm. um I know Austin is getting a new mayor our mayor's term is coming up next year so i'm interested in seeing who our austin mayors would be i think it's going to be sort of similar to la so i feel like that's like an interesting well i'm sure we'll be texting (laughs) let's talk about life um but yeah thank you so much for chatting with me today i won't keep you because i know you have to be out there changing the world um (laughs) i'll be sure to link everything in the show notes but um before you go i kind i always ask my guests a sort of palate cleanser conversation um and it's a two-part question so you get to decide which part you want to answer okay and the question is what is the best advice you were ever given or what is a piece of advice you would give your younger self sure okay um i mean it's kind of i guess the same answer um somebody told me this and then this is what i tell everybody is um I guess when it comes to like on a photography side, um, I've had so many people come up to me and be like, how do you do it? Like, what, how do you like get started? And I'm like, you literally just take a camera with you everywhere. Take a picture of something like once a day and we have it like right here. It's, it's a phone. Like I literally at this point, my friends, they can't go anywhere with me because they'll just like look behind and I'm like crotched down, like trying to get a shot. Like (laughs) you just hear the shutter. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it's just like, that's just what it is. Is like, if you're at all interested in any form of photography, it's like, just take your camera with you everywhere. And like, always take pictures, take like at least one creative shot a day or something like that. And then I guess like on a, you know, activism side, it's, um, it's really just like that. I, 
like I kind of mentioned earlier, like your pure existence is, um, is resistance. Um, so that's why I like, sometimes I have to remind myself and it's been told to me, like whenever I'm not protesting or being an activist photographer or whatever, um, that me enjoying my life is a form of protest. And, um, and so that's what I always have to remind myself and then make sure that I put that in, in my work as well. So, um, I guess those are, those are my advices and the advice that's been given to me. <laughs> that's it for this week's episode of the tea with Bree. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the tea with Bree. Send me an email at the tea with Bree at gmail.com and visit the website, the tea with Bree podcast.com. Don't forget to rate review and subscribe on Apple podcast, wherever you get your podcast, a special thanks to mama Duke for our theme music. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.